Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. Okay, I know some tire of Bigfoot encounters, but nevertheless, here's my first and best. We were living in a little town in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, a town called Lake City, Tennessee, which is now called Rocky Top. That's about 40 miles north of Knoxville. Many of us teenagers used to climb up to a huge house-sized boulder called Party Rock. Now, this boulder is visible from I-75 in the fall and the winter when all the leaves have fallen from the trees. We would hang out there, hence the term Party Rock. Well, late one summer, this was during school break, me and my little sister decided to go climbing. Several times back then, with no phones, we'd be out from sun up to dark, walking for miles. My mother knew that I would keep us safe, at least as much as a 14-year-old could. Well, we walked the tracks for a mile or two and hit the trail at the base of the mountain. After a couple of hours of walking, we came to a fork in the trail. And even though I'd been there before with my older brothers, I took a wrong turn. After walking for probably another good half hour or more in 90 degree heat, the trail just abruptly ended. Nothing but thick brush and a 45 degree incline of woods lay ahead. I told my sister that I'd made a mistake and we could easily walk all the way back or just head straight up from there. I knew enough that if we just kept climbing up, looking at the daylight and the trees above, that we would eventually hit the ridge line and the other trail. From there, I could easily find my way back down to Party Rock. So we started trudging forward, grabbing saplings to pull ourselves up along the way. We might have had a bottle of water or maybe even a canteen full. We stopped often to catch our breath and get our bearings and would often look down hoping to finally get the great view of our little town and high school that would be way below. But the woods were still too thick at that point. As we were slipping on the old leaves and gasping for air, we reached a few feet of level ground to catch our breath. I'm not sure who saw it first, but as soon as I did, I looked over at my sister and her mouth was already agape. I've went over our account many times over the years and still not exactly sure how we managed to just stumble upon it. I don't know how it couldn't have hurt us, but maybe the birds were chirping up there or maybe it just got there. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I researched countless encounters over the decades and truly believe that ours had to be one of the best ever. And here's why. Most encounters are brief, a fleeting glimpse of one crossing a road or peeking at them, possibly throwing stones, etc. This Sasquatch was completely unaware of our presence. My sister immediately whispered, Bigfoot! But me, being the big brother, tried to calm her fears and not show mine by saying, it's probably just a hiker enjoying the view. We both turned around and thought, what view? They could have sat there for a hundred years and never ran into another person. As my mind is racing, all I can do is stare. I've grown up hunting, trapping, and camping, etc. I took state and biology and art, so I know what animals are supposed to be in certain areas and what they look like and how to draw them. This was no bear, mountain lion, bobcat, or wild man. All were ludicrous answers that people would have given me. As we stared at it, I noticed that it had no clothing. It was completely covered in long, reddish, orangish brown hair, except for around the face. It was squatting, something that bears cannot do, and as it looked to its left, my blood ran cold. 
I could clearly see it was not human. It had more of a monkey, ape-like face and unmistakable crown on its head, like a big silverback gorilla. It was reaching to its left to a bush and pulling leaves and branches off and bringing them to its mouth and eating them. I couldn't see if there was any berries on them or not, but it was clearly eating leaves and all. We were so close that we could hear the branches break and the sound of the bushes bouncing back. Periodically, it would act like it was coming up, out of its squat, a little bit, halfway standing as it leaned side to side, craning its neck, trying to look down through the trees towards us. That was terrifying. Maybe he caught an occasional scent of us, waking up, or just sensed us. I don't know. My sister kept wanting to run, and I was literally too scared to run. I just wanted to close my eyes and wake up at home. After what seemed like an eternity, but was probably a good 10 or 15 minutes, I whispered, We run on the count of three. I barely breathed. One, two, three. We spun around and started to sprint straight down that wooded mountain. I've never forgotten the sound. We went from dead quiet to what sounded like a herd of elephants running through a bowl of potato chips. Looking back years later, I'm sure we scared the crap out of it, but not as bad as it did us. As soon as our feet hit the dry leaves and twigs, if there was ever any doubt, it let out the loudest, longest, most god-awful roar that we ever heard. I literally did a front flip from my feet trying to run faster than my capabilities, plus the angle that we were running down. We were so afraid that it was going to head us off or snatch us up in the dried up creek bed below. We ran straight through the wall of thickets and thorns, sliding over 15 foot drop-offs, etc. We were literally a bloody mess when we finally got home. My sister lost my mom's watch and a shoe. I lost my machete and a few other things. As soon as we realized that we were safe, shock set in. She started throwing up. I started crying. We were both white as ghosts. My older brothers believed us, got guns, and we went back up there. Sadly, I refused to go back into the woods for many years after that incident. Oh, and they said it was very easy to track us since it looked like a freight train had flown down the mountain, breaking trees and brush. They found her shoe and watch, I think. They also said, Why did y'all run right through all those briars, etc., when there was a path right around them? Oh, we didn't take the time to look for any easier path. We went straight down. That story is from Mike Rosman Sr. A few have asked me about my Bigfoot slash mountain booger encounter, so I'll go ahead and talk about that. Let me preface this with it's probably going to be unlike anything you've ever read, though it might be like some of the stories that you used to be told. I won't give an exact location, but we'll give a general location. This story occurred on February 3rd, 2005 in Pendleton County, West Virginia. It happens at night but before the moon fully rises into the night sky. The moon will rise over the eastern ridgeline across the valley, so it will give some light, 
but the area we are at is in a low meadow and peak that sits between two ridgelines. Near as I can recall, and I did record in my notes, that it would be a full moon at the time that these events happened to me and my nephew. We had been cutting some wood when I kept getting a sense that I needed to go up to the higher meadow. It was almost as if a voice was calling me to come up there. It was dark at the time, but I had a compelling urge pulling me up to the higher meadow. The meadow was not that far physically above our house, just up on the hillside above a small pond that was on our property. Just a couple of hundred feet wide at the most. A few cedar trees, a large oak, and then the forest as it climbed up the mountain. Like I said, I felt compelled to go, like a force was pulling me. My nephew really didn't want to go, but he wasn't going to let me go alone either. We got up there, and you didn't hear nothing, but there was a smell in the air. Yet there was also something in your head and in your mind. Images as it was. After a few minutes, possibly even seconds, not really sure, you realize that there were three creatures moving around in the woods around us. This is where it got sort of freaky or interesting. I could hear and smell one directly in the trees in front of us. It was actually up in the tree in front of us. I could hear one off to the right of us and another to the left of us. These would move back and forth, shifting side to side. But the sounds never came toward us. A slight breeze was blowing so you could smell that wet dog smell come at you and then drift away. Like I said, you also had images in your head. There were two concepts going. The three beings, okay, now don't make fun of me here, were an adult male, a female, and a young child in a tree. Yet, they were worried about another creature that was coming in on them. It was coming in on the ground, moving side to side on all fours. It had a canine head, but it also looked feline in its movements. The two adults would shift side to side as it moved. I told my nephew that we needed to go when I heard, and I'm not sure if this was out loud or in my head, no go. I know without a doubt it came from the child. We were nearly at and under the child. I to this day believe our human smell slash scent was masking the smell of the child. The canine creature eventually retreated back up into the mountain. When it retreated, the two adults moved toward the younger creature. At that time, the younger one let out a scream. When he screamed, I knew it was time for us to leave. Well, that and this time, I heard the word, go. My nephew and myself backed out of the area for a bit, then turned to leave. At that time, to be honest, I sort of went, oh crap. There in the trees behind us was a larger adult male. He'd been standing there the whole time and we never saw him or noticed him. He did nothing and he let us pass by. He tailed us down and we passed the pond. He tossed something into the pond. We heard it land in the pond with a loud splash. Flashing our lights over the pond, we saw the expanding circles from the impact rings. The next day, there were some impressions and tracks up in that area. Over the years, I've lived there after that and never had another direct interaction with them, but you could smell them. 
Occasionally, we'd find stacked stones up around the pond on the cement slab or an occasional bird or feathers on the driveway or slab. I know they migrated because you'd find signs that they had moved on. My sons and nephews had their own encounters with them in stories. Like I said, not your typical encounter. No aggression against us. In fact, more like we were used to help or hide a child from a foe. My nephew had a gun, but it wasn't used, and in fact, he left his hat up there near the tree to keep his scent present. I spent many an hour walking up around that area and often felt like I was being watched. My dogs never reacted as if they were alarmed or bothered. Well, except for when we tried to track that canine creature, that bothered them. Well, that's the story. It's different, I admit, but it's how it went down. I lived there for 14 years and I saw their sign and heard them quite often. The property is private and no trespassing and the landlord doesn't allow visitors and no longer rents it out. That story is from Carl Breeden. I used to work at a cheese factory on the edge of a cornfield in southwestern Minnesota. There were a series of days in the summer of 2004 and 2005 that it was so hot that the milk being delivered to us in the trucks would evaporate before we got it. It made work easy. The dearth of the milk denied us any actual labor. But management wouldn't let us not come to work, so we would show up and mess around all shift. I was working nights at the time. It was 2 or 3 a.m., I was out on the loading dock watching the bats fly around the floodlights, mainly because I liked being out in the cool night air. The corn was about as high as my shoulder, so about 5'10". As I was watching the bats, I looked down at the edge of the cornfield. Something was moving down there. It was the size of a small child and very, very skinny. It was pale with something that looked like a head of straight black hair. It moved in sort of a jerky gait like someone dancing the robot, very badly, I might add. It moved in chunks, legs, then hips, then torso, shoulders, neck, and finally the head. It was looking back into the cornfield, or at least I felt like it was. Now, I felt prickly all over. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a heron or something at first, but it looked too much like a person. It didn't move like a person, though. Gradually, step by step, it moved toward me. Letting my curiosity better my fear, I moved toward the edge of the dock, raised a few feet off of the ground. When I got within a few feet of the edge, the thing looked at me. I was paralyzed. I could have run, but I was stuck somewhere between terrified and intrigued. It moved, its face still pointed at me. It ratcheted its body in that disconcerting, jerky movement toward the cornfield and went into it. I tried to watch where the field moved as it passed, but the corn remained perfectly still. I noticed that all the crickets were silent, and after a few minutes, nothing happened. I stood out there for an hour, but it never came back, and I never saw it again. That's from Frank Semcoe.
My strange story took place on the 26th of September, 2009. My church was on a retreat in Indiana in a forest. The place we stayed at was a small building in the center of the forest. We decided that evening to go out and play in the forest with the children, so we came up with a game to play. It was like police. The kids were the police and we would pick an adult to be the hostage. So when we began the game, we had to find an adult hiding in the forest in the middle of the night. We start going around the back of the building, and we spotted a tall figure. It had to be at least six feet tall. It was running towards the trees where there was a small open area and tall grass that goes up to your knees. It ran with its arms at its sides, but it stopped at the edge of the tall grass as if to wait for us to get a little bit closer. We chased after it thinking it was an adult. When we were finally a few yards away, it dove into the grass and started to crawl very fast, almost snake-like. We were all weirded out, but stood there just staring at it. When it got across the tall grass, it began to climb a tree. It looked somewhat like a deformed cat-like animal when it was climbing. Then, a few minutes later, a kid yelled, I see him, and was pointing in the opposite direction. We saw a similar figure running a couple of yards away, so we chased it. But then it vanished behind a tree. Turns out a few minutes later, we found the adult hiding in the parking lot in front of the building the whole time. So who knows what we actually saw that night in the forest. At least 15 kids saw this thing with me, so I know I'm not crazy. That's from Joanna H. I was driving on Broadkill Road in Broadkill Beach, Delaware. It was around dusk in July 2007. This road borders a swamp area. Standing on the side of the road by the swamp, my daughter and I saw a creature like we've never seen before. It stood about two and a half to three feet tall with long legs, a tan body, and a flat, almost puggish face. It had small ears and looked to be about 30 pounds with a long tail. My other daughter and her friend also saw the same animal the year before around the same area, except it was nighttime and it ran in front of their car. I asked the lady who owned the Broadkill Beach store about it, and she said that she had seen it once before when she was dirt biking with her dad in that area years before. And both her and her dad had no idea what it was, even though she was raised around Broadkill. She also said that we were lucky to have spotted it because very few people have seen it. We went to Prime Hook Reserve Museum, and Prime Hook is what the swampy area is called, and they had no idea what it could be. So I'm wondering if anyone else has seen it and what the heck it is. That is from Helen J. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.